0: From the Gift of Podcast Studios, it's The Delight Show! And here's your host, Mance Chapel! Thank you, thank you, thank you very, very much. Thank you ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Delight Show. I am your host, the Delight Incarnate, Mance Chapel. And it's great to be here with you this week. This morning, I uh, was loading some furniture into my wife's van to take to her place of business, swap out for some other furniture, and uh, it's been raining here in the RWA South for 40 days and 40 nights almost. And uh, I only wear Crocs as shoes. You may well judge me for that. Well, I step out onto... Our cement staircase out here in the front, right outside the, the doors of the Gift Podcast studio here, and my shoes gain no traction with the steps, and I fall forward while I'm holding an office chair, and I weigh more than an office chair. So when I fall down, my arm pulls the office chair up, whipping it toward the ground with centrifugal force, which pulls enough to pull me around again uh, and tumble me down these cement stairs to the ground. Uh, So I'm very happy that you're hearing this. I certainly hope you're hearing this. I might be dead on the ground outside and hallucinating all this. But uh, if you are hearing it, thank you for being here. Just know that while I may have a sprained ankle and a broken thumb, I very much care about you. Today we're going to talk about one of my favorite movies from my childhood, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. But first, let's talk a little bit of wrestling, a little bit, about the main event I presume the main event for Backlash the next show. You may be thinking, this is not the wrestling show. Don't worry. The full wrestling show is next week. Uh, The main event for Backlash looks to be Drew McIntyre defending his newly won WWE Championship against Bobby Lashley. Now, I'm not the biggest Lashley fan in the world. um, I'll be honest about that. But I'm so excited for this match for one very important reason. It does not include Brock Lesnar. I'm not a hater of Brock Lesnar. I like Brock Lesnar. He's done a lot of fun things. But it's time for something different. I wanted something different, and my biggest worry was that, and granted, it still kind of is, Drew would have one, maybe two feuds for the belt, and then Brock would show up, state his dominance, and try to take his title back, as he's done over and over again. But it brought me to this this thought. Is Brock Lesnar, or has Brock Lesnar since his return... Been a champion for most of the time. In my head, he's been champion for like 30 years running. But is that true? Has he been champion the majority of the time since his return to the WWE? Well, don't fret yourself. I did the math. Let's look at the numbers here. April 2nd, 2012, the night after WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar appears from backstage, destroys John Cena, and states that he is back... In the WWE. Now. It would seem that he became champion almost immediately. But that's not true. He actually did not become champion until SummerSlam 2014. August 17th. So not just two years. But two years and four months it took him to get back to the WWE Championship Heights. In that time they retired the World Heavyweight title. They retired Daniel Bryan for that matter. Uh, Actually you know what? That's not true. Daniel Bryan would retire the next year. But they would have the whole yes movement. They would break the Undertaker's streak, and they would start building up one Roman Reigns. It does sound like a lot of the time, but no. August seventeenth, uh, twenty fourteen, he held the title until WrestleMania the next year when Seth Rollins would cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase, Heist of the Century, on the 29th of March 2015, totaling up to 221 days for his first reign. His second reign would begin, again, not for two more years, when he would defeat Goldberg for the Universal title on the 2nd of April uh, 2017, five years to the day after his return to the company. Now, he would. this is where the numbers kind of get pretty big, because he would hold that title until August... 19th of 2018. He would beat Roman Reigns at Wrestlemania 34. He would hold the title all through the summer before losing the title again to Roman Reigns uh, in at SummerSlam that year, totally out to 505 days as the champion. Uh, he would lose the title, so he would gain the title again at uh, I believe it's crown. It was Crown Jewel or Super Showdown. One of the Saudi Arabia shows. After Roman had to vacate the belt to go and fight, and luckily beat leukemia, uh, he would hold that title again until WrestleMania 35, where he would lose to Seth Rollins. Uh, but he that that reign lasted from November the 2nd, 2018, to April the 7th, 2019, netting him another 157 days. He would then win Money in the Bank, which is the weirdest sentence of this whole thing. Win the title again the 14th of July 2019, lose it 29 days later on the uh, 11th of August at SummerSlam. He would then win the WWE title from Kofi Kingston, which I'm still mad about, on the 4th of October er, 2019 and lose it to Drew McIntyre on the 5th of April 2020, netting him 185 more days. What's the total here? 1,097 days Brock Lesnar has been world champion since he returned in 2012. In case you're wondering, um, counting up from his first appearance to his last appearance, which he has not been on TV since WrestleMania, he uh, has been in the company once again 2,926 days, which gives us an av- or a percentage. He has been the world or universal champion for 37.5% ...of his comeback time. Now, a third of the time he's been in the company since his return, he's been the world champion. That still sounds like a lot. Uh, Over uh, almost 1,100 days. Is he the longest reigning champion of the modern era? It's very possible. But uh, next, Next week, we'll look at the other champions of the modern era... ...see if any of them have as many or even close to as many days as Brock Lesnar... We're going to head into a commercial here and we'll come back and we will get into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Secret of the Ooze.
1: What's going on, everybody? This is King Ricky Rosé of the Kings of the Rings podcast. More importantly, I am your general manager here at WrestleAddict Radio. And if you'd like what you listen to each and every week on this podcast stream, I think you'll enjoy all the bonus content that we have on our Patreon page, where for just $5 a month, no tiers, just one small payment of $5 a month, you get exclusive access to all of our bonus Patreon shows from everybody within the WrestleAddict Radio network. On top of that, you'll get exclusive access to us, Via a patreon chat where you can talk about different ideas different things you want to see in our shows and potentially even be a guest on one of our shows so that's something that you are interested in being a part of a wrestling community that keeps wrestling real go to patreon.com backslash attic radio and click subscribe now enjoy the rest of the show
0: something terrible has happened uh this past week i ran out of kick-ass beef jerky for the past month, I've been eating exclusively Kick-Ass Beef Jerky uh, after ordering their original variety pack, something I love to eat, uh, you know, upwards of 90% of my diet is beef jerky. But I ran out this week, and I was forced to purchase popular brand beef jerky if I wanted to eat beef jerky while I wait for my new package of beef jerky to arrive from kick jerky.com. Y'all, I think I've been ruined on big name big jerky beef jerky because... It is so dry, it's so mealy, it's so stringy, and kick-ass beef jerky is tender and flavorful and, and dare I say, juicy for a beef jerky. Uh, there's no flavor to the, the new brands, but now, now uh, I'm eating kick-ass beef jerky all the time. Uh, I've ruined myself on, on regular jerky. So head over to kickassbeefjerky.com, ruin yourself on the popular brands of jerky, and give this a try such a good deal. You will not you will not, be sad about the price. You will not be sad about the taste. You will love be, Kick-Ass Beef Jerky. So head over to kickassbeefjerky.com and uh, get some today. And we're back. When I started the idea of The Delight Show, I wanted to do some movie reviews. Movies that, A, were some of my favorite movies, and B, were some terrible, terrible movies. I, I think for the first one, I hit, hit the nail on the head with both. Uh, And some of you are screaming at the screen knowing what movie we're about to do. And that is, of course, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to The Secret of the Ooze. That would be the 1991 sequel to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I consider them both to be excellent movies to watch, to have fun with. But, you know, technically and writing-wise, they're not the best movies. Um, Why this one and not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Well... I like this one better. This is the sole reason. I think this is the better movie all around. Um, There are some strengths to the first movie. Uh, The first movie is a little more comic book-like with the um, more serious themes and Splinter nearly nearly dying and Wrath nearly dying, burning down April Neil's apartment. Uh, Those are all actual big things that, that, that feel like the original comics where they kill the Shredder in the first issue. Uh... That's not what I wanted, though. I grew up. I didn't grow up with Ninja Turtle comics. I grew up with the Ninja Turtle Saturday morning cartoon show, where uh, the turtles would come out and eat pizza, and there'd be Krang, and they'd have the Technodrome, and, and they would never actually use their weapons, uh, except to like, except to grab pizza, or, or uh, well, to grab pizza. That was mainly the thing they used weapons for. So this movie always spoke to me. More than teenage uh, teenage Ninja turtles one. Also, I had this one on video cassette. I don't know how I got it. I don't know when I got it, uh, but I had it as long as I can remember. It's one of the first movies I ever remember watching, and definitely one of the first movies I ever remember loving. Um, there were times where I would I was watching this movie every day of my life, and coincidentally, there's been a time where my son has watched this movie every day of his life. Um, it's fun. The lines are stupid. They're hokey. Um, the the comedy slapstick, but it's fun, and that that's what speaks. Uh, that's what speaks to me in a superhero movie, or especially a Ninja Turtle movie. Um, this movie suffers from a couple things that they they lose. One, uh, Casey Jones. There's no Casey Jones in this movie. I would swear there is every time you'd ask me about it, but there's no Casey Jones in this movie. They replace him with Kino. Kino, uh oh Kino, a pizza delivery boy slash martial arts expert, according to Wikipedia um but Kino they brought him in, I guess because they no longer had uh, a Casey Jones character, although they would bring Casey Jones back in the next movie, which shows that they knew what they were what they were doing, but Kino comes in, he's the first character we see that speaks he tries he tries to be a hero, he tries to. Uh, stop a robbery by himself, but he, he gets a hat handed to him. Um, but as a pizza boy, he's invaluable to uh, to the turtles. He's also an investigative uh, type. He, knowing full well that April O'Neill is the one ordering all this pizza to her place, and these characters stole pizza from him. And I, I stole that not the best word. They they paid for it. They left pizza in the pizza bag. He deduces that she must know who. These giant turtle creatures are goes to her apartment, a little creepy, forces his way in, a little creepier, but discovers the turtles, discovers her secret, um, etc., etc. So Kino, not as good a character as uh, as Casey Jones, but what can you do? Uh, he's he's Ernie Reyes Jr. gave it his all. He wasn't the best actor at the time. He was a great martial artist though. I believe he went on to be in Mixed Martial Arts for a while and had a winning record. Uh, I don't know if he ever did anything more than that. I know at one point they were calling for a Ernie Reyes Jr. Jason David Frank fight in Ninja Turtles versus Power Rangers. Never really got that. I I could have been down for it, though. Uh, so Kino, not the not the best replacement for Casey Jones. Then you had a, an actor replacement. Paige Turco comes on to replace Judith Hogue as... April O'Neil... Um, I don't know... The, April O'Neil in the first movie... Seems like she does a lot more... You know... Saving Turtles... And... Uh, you know... She does the little sketches... And she's more an investigator... It, it almost seems like... April O'Neil is... Uh, not super important to the plot this time... You know... She... She interviews a couple cops... A couple scientists... She tries to get the word out about... Taka and Razor To the people... And it just nothing seems to matter. Uh, April O'Neill is almost a useless character in this movie, and that's sad. Uh, she was integral to the first movie. I mean, I don't know. It just it's very it's very sad to see what became of April O'Neill in this movie. New character they added uh, was Professor Jordan Perry, who worked for T G R I, and in an effective Mandela, I would absolutely say that that company was T C R I. I would swear it was TCRI, but it, everything says TGRI. Um, but he accidentally created the turtle mutagen. He ac- he intentionally creates Token Razor. We'll get to that. And then he ac- And then he intentionally fixes the Token Razor problem. Uh, and then he goes away forever. We know, uh, that shows you what we need to know about that particular character. Um, Token Razor. Token Razor there are no problems with. I don't mind the Token Razor characters. Token Razor um I mean I want to make sure I get what's what here. Toka is the uh I believe Toka is the wolf and Razor is the snapping turtle. Um they are mutants. They are just like the Ninja Turtles. They are big poppy creatures. They're great, except until you see Ernest Scared Stupid, and it really makes uh, Toka look like one of the goblin monsters from Ernest Scared Stupid. No problem there, except they are not Bebop and Rocksteady. And that's the main thing that Toka and Razor, uh suffer from. Why they didn't do Bebop and Rocksteady, I don't know. Why they thought they needed to create um, their own new characters... For here, I don't know. They would eventually go on to be a part of, uh, I think to be part of the comics. They know they would show up in, uh, the other cartoons. They appear in just two, uh, Ninja Turtle comics that are non canon. So it's, uh, it's no good. And apparently I got them wrong. Toka is the turtle and Razor is the, the wolf. Now, uh, they would give rise to the character Slash in the comics, which is another mutant snapping turtle. But uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, one of the few things that the Michael Bay movies get right, they they get rid of Token Razor and bring in Bebop and Rocksteady. Of course, bringing in Seamus to play Rocksteady. Um, wrestlers in Ninja Turtle movies, it just works. We'll get to that in a second. Um, the story is kind of so-so. Uh, the Shredder is trying to get... Some of the the secret ooze, the mutagen, they would call it in the cartoon, to create his own monster army. Um, What he gets is one canister of the ooze, a canister that somehow or another keeps refilling itself throughout the movie. We see him use large portions to create Token Razor, but at the end of the movie, he's still got a whole canister of it, uh, even though he also has a small vial of it there. Um, It is said that you... Token Razor had to drink the mutagen to become who they are. Uh, The Shredder himself drank the mutagen to become the uh, Super Shredder at the end of the movie. But at one point, he threatens to just pour it on some poor girl, uh, which is not going to turn her into any kind of monster. It might give her some gnarly burns, but it it didn't turn her into any kind of monster. Um, Yeah, but it, it follows almost the same formula as the first movie. They, they want to live in secret, but they're discovered by an outsider. Raphael goes out on his own, gets in trouble. Um, the, the Turtles get into a, into a spot of trouble, and Splinter gets him out of it. Uh, the, the last little bit is a little different, because they, they face one-on-one with token Razor. are. Uh, they beat them with donuts and a fire extinguisher, um, if you can believe it. They dance with vanilla ice, and I swear... Uh, as a kid, I didn't know who Vanilla Ice was. I had heard Ice Ice Baby, but they're, hey, there's just this guy, and he sings a song about the turtles. Great, and then you look back and oh god, it's Vanilla Ice, and the turtle rap is is a banger. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it's awful. I mean, it's yo, it's the Green Machine. So to so, so, so without being, I I sang it during the the live uh, watch long. And, and was immediately shushed by Jackie and Mary Grace because, hey, they don't need to hear that song from two different white guys. Um, but the, you know, this had the go ninja, go ninja, go, go, go ninja, ninja rap. It's so cool. It's so cool when you're a kid and you get to be my age and you realize, nope, still very cool. Uh, I love it quite a bit. Um, there's a, there's a dance with the arms, the, they have time for all this, and then Shredder shows up, like, oh, I'm gonna drink this ooze, and he, he drinks the ooze, and he becomes freaking Kevin Nash, dude. Kevin Nash plays the Super Shredder, uh, this is before Kevin Nash had any kind of notoriety, he may not have been a wrestler yet, um, but he got this role, and he comes like he smashes a couple pillars, and he uh, Samson's two pillars and brings the whole deck on top of him which doesn't kill the turtles because they go into their shells which we've never seen them be able to do before uh, and then he sticks his blessed arm out of it like he's still alive and then he dies uh, This he was cru- He fell off a building he was crushed by a garbage truck in the first movie he got blasted through a wall in this movie none of that kills him but what kills him is, a, is a several pieces of wood falling on top of him and he dies and we know he's dead because we never see the shredder again. He's he's never he's not in the third movie which involves time travel which I will not be watching. He's not in the cartoon TMNT which, uh, movie which is a sequel to these movies because uh, the shredder's mask and the, the uh, one of the samurai helmets from the time travel stuff is included. And they teased that the Shredder's alive in that movie. And then Michael Bay came along and re- redid the whole set. And so we'll never know if Shredder survived this or not. I'm going with he's dead. Um, yeah. There, there's a lot to love about this movie. The movie's not a good movie. I am aware of that. But I love it quite a bit. Um, the question I always want to ask when I watch something old like this, does this movie hold up? Uh, that's hard to say. There's a lot of stuff to look at and say no. It just it doesn't hold up at all. Um, if you look at the music, of course, music doesn't hold up time to time. Fashion doesn't hold up. Uh, they go into this dance club that's very much 1990. That's where that's where Vanilla Ice is. Um, but you know, the pep the puppetry though, I mean. This movie looks better. I think this movie looks better than the Michael Bay ones uh, with all the CGI. They did this stuff with puppets and people in suits. And that looks incredible. Um, yes, the, the turtle mouth movement's a little wonky. Uh, Razor does look ridiculous. But the turtles themselves, they look cool. You know, they, they look like they're moving and reaching and grabbing. And yeah, a lot of these guys in suits... Um, a lot of them are in fa- facial puppetry, but it looks awesome. They make it work. And if you went to a studio and they say, "Hey, I want to build six foam rubber suits and put guys in it and shoot a movie that way," they'd laugh you out of the studio. I was like, "Oh, we can do that with computers in ten minutes." Yeah, but it doesn't look good. You know, it, it, the this movie looks so much better than the Michael Bay ones. It look, and granted, it looks so much better than the Next Generation uh, TV series or any of the cartoons now. Because they did practical effects, that's something that's lost in movies now. It's practical effects, and uh, I think it does it, it does a great job here. So, does the movie hold up? Yeah, I think it does. Um, the ninja rap aside, the fashion aside, it certainly does hold up. Now, a couple of things you know, in a more environmentally friendly time like we are now, you'll be appalled by TGRI just burying their waist. Uh, this is funny, they, they bury their waist. Underground, it grows these huge dandelions, and they go to fix that. And then, what do they do? They flush it down, essentially the sewer system. Like there, there's the whole plot of the first act of the movie is Shredder trying to get some of this this ooze, and you just see uh, Doctor Perry loading it into a machine and just draining it into a drain. So, one or two things happening: one, it's going into the sewer system, which is going to create more mutants. Which granted, we could have gotten street sharks and and. Uh, Biker mice from Mars. Uh, there's there's several knockoffs of these we could have gotten, we didn't, obviously. Or there's a tank of this stuff somewhere, and that would explain Strutter's never-ending supply of it, but we never see that. So, you know, the, as far as I'm concerned, what's his face, Dr. Perry, was just dumping it in the ocean. Uh, go check this movie out. I thought it was free. And when I planned to do this movie, it was free on Netflix. But uh, when May came around, it left Netflix. Uh, I watched it on Amazon. I watched it for 3 bucks. Um, it's a great way to spend an hour and a half for 3 bucks, Especially if you're stuck in the house and you just want to laugh at something that's A, funny, but B, also a little ridiculous. So check it out on Amazon. Um, and if you do check it out, something I, I want you to know... Not next week. Next week is the is the monthly wrestling show. We're going to talk about uh, Double or Nothing, Money in the Bank, Becky Lynch, Oscar, all all the big stories uh, of wrestling over the course of of this past month. We're going to talk about those next week. But the next week is uh, is the live watch along of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze, which we just reviewed with myself, uh, Mary Grace, Jackie, my son Bert, and um, it's a lot of fun. It'd be an hour and a half show. We watch the movie, we have a good time. You could hear my son do commentary on it, which is adorable because he's six and he loves Ninja Turtles. Um, and then we'll be back after that, back to TV. And uh, so I hope everybody enjoyed the show. One last thing, want to send out some prayers and some positive energy to the family of Shad Gaspard. Uh, if you haven't heard this week, he was swept out to sea by a riptide. He managed to get his son to the lifeguards before they they lost sight of him. You know, every minute that passes. It looks worse and worse. We hope that they find Shad alive and well. At this point, though, it's pretty much a case that they will not. So a lot of prayers go out to that family. Um, a lot of positive energy. You know, it, it's, it's sad. Shad has led a, had led a very almost charmed life after he left WWE uh, until now. And uh, if you look into it, it's it's a great story. Um. But it's it's sad that this is where it ends. Um, he saved his son. That's the best compliment you can give him. He's a, he saw someone else's life more valuable than his. Uh, hopefully they find him. I really doubt it, though. Uh, and I hate to be a downer at the end of the show. Be sure to check out... Uh, this show on Twitter at m n underscore delight for of course Monday Night Delight so m n underscore delight check out all the uh, Russel like Radio shows at, at underscore Radio you've got the Young Lions Perspective the Kings of the Ring Podcast and the Game Changer of course you got myself we got big things coming up in the works with uh, with this channel uh, you want to stay tuned I have a store now I have merch merchandise uh, you get the logo for the Delight Show on it you can go to uh, actually there you go the link that it will be attached to this particular at uh, tw- uh, the Twitter post and the description for this show check out the Delight collection uh, I got t-shirts, sweatshirts coffee mugs, beach towels, blankets stickers, anything you might want you can get with this logo on it uh, it's a lot of fun it looks really cool check those out they're on Pro Wrestling Tees and uh, yeah that's it for the Delight show I will see everybody next week Uh, Have a good week.